This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. Welcome everyone to the latest edition of The Bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. And it's not a happy day. Things are not going really well right now for the Cleveland Browns. And for the first time this season, they have lost two straight games, falling to the L.A. Rams 36-19. to The game was close. It was a nail-biter most of the way, but the Browns completely fell apart late on both sides of the ball, and they end up losing this game by 17. I'll recap it all, break down what went wrong, what went well, And look ahead to next week. We'll look at the playoff standings and see where the Browns are at. The season is not over. But the Browns need to get their defense, most especially, back on track. That's all coming up on the latest edition of the Bullpen with Adam the Bull. Brought to you by Bet Rivers. You're in the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. The Browns looked like they had a good chance to win this game. It was a one-point game late. The Browns' defense had held up. They got an opportunity to get the ball back with about six and a half minutes to go with Joe Flacco, who had played. Yes, Joe Flacco off the couch and in two weeks leading up to this drive with six minutes and 32 seconds to go in the game. Joe Flacco had been playing absolutely outstanding football, as good as any quarterback has played for the Browns this year. And in one deep pass that had nothing on it, it all came apart. An interception that undid the game. More on that later. First, get extra value this football season with Bet Rivers Squares. Win up to $10,000 in bonus money. Bet $10 in same-game parlays on any game with the Squares icon to earn a square. The game may have ended at that point in the fourth quarter, but it started with a lot of excitement. Joe Flacco and the Browns got the ball to start the game. And on the first play from scrimmage, Joe Flacco hit Amari Cooper, who unfortunately he would not have a round for in the second half, for six yards, completing his first pass and maybe settling everybody down. In fact, the Browns marched the ball down the field in nine plays, 75 yards with a good balance of run and pass, and it concluded with a touchdown pass. Yes, Joe Flacco throwing a touchdown to Jerome Ford, who did most of the work. Short pass to the left side. Jerome Ford took it. I I believe he went untouched into the end zone. A great play for the Browns to to conclude a great drive that put the Browns up 7-0 early. And while the Browns' defense would show um, a lot of fight the rest of the way, there wouldn't be as many. That would be the easiest drive they would have all day long. It was a grind offensively, but the offense, until it didn't, kept the Browns in this game when the defense wasn't playing great. It was really disappointing to see 
Yes, I know that Browns were without Denzel Ward, and Miles Garrett clearly was not 100%, and he seems to be losing a hold of his um, a defensive MVP uh, candidacy here. If he cannot play better and be more of a factor than he was today, I know he's hurt, but that's, you know, it all plays into it. The defense had no sacks, no turnovers, very few big plays. The, the Rams got the ball back after the Browns' initial drive, and the Rams moved it right down the field, down to the Browns' 26-yard line. Now the defense did stiffen and hold to a field goal. The Rams cut the lead to 7-3. to three. Browns got the ball right back after Joe Flacco, had remember, had marched him down the field. And you hoped that they could keep the momentum going from that first drive, but it didn't happen after uh, after Kareem Hunt went four yards on first down and three yards on second down. The Browns went to the air on third down, and Joe Flacco could not complete to Cedric Tillman in the middle of the field, and the Browns had to punt. Then the Rams get it back and would take a lead at this point I was going to say that they never relinquished. They did relinquish the lead. They never they, they, they never fell behind in this game after that. But uh, the Browns did tie it. Um, on the second play of the next drive, something that's been a, a problem for the Browns this year, a big play. And once again, it was, a, it was a slant pattern in the middle of the field. Puka Nakua got behind the safety and took off. Uh, this guy's had a magnificent rookie season. You know, I, I watched the Rams a lot more early in the year. I hadn't seen them a lot the last few weeks, but uh, and, and Puka Nakua hadn't put up his big stats lately. He hadn't been as big a factor, but, man, he was a huge factor in this game. When Puka Nakua was on the field, the Rams' offense was really good. When he got hurt there and missed some, you know, a part of the second quarter, their offense struggled, and that touchdown 70 yards as he burst to the end zone Gave the Rams a 10-7 lead. But not much after that. Uh, the Browns went three and out again. The Rams moved the ball in their next drive, but they missed a field goal. Browns another quick drive. Three minutes, five plays. They had the punt. Back and forth the punts they went until finally late in the first half. When neither team's offense was doing much there for a while. Remember, that was the time where Puka Nakua got hurt. On that, on that, uh, he got hurt on the missed field goal drive, and the Rams after that went punt, punt, punt. Browns got the ball back. Uh, seven plays, fifty-eight yards. It concludes with a field goal. Unfortunately, they can't get it in the end zone. They were looking at. Uh, they had the ball at the Rams' twenty-two yard line. Elijah Moore with a bad drop that, way. and that's been. This has been an issue all season, and especially the last few weeks, the drops were a problem again. Amari Cooper with another two drops in this one, and he got hurt, diagnosed with a concussion. He left late in that second quarter and did not return. But the Browns were able to manage to tie the game at 10. Unfortunately, the Rams got the ball back, and they marched down the field in two minutes and eight seconds and went back in front 13-10 to 10 to start the second half. Now, Rams trying for a double dip, but it didn't happen. Four plays and out after the initial first down. Browns get it back. They have a long, sustained drive. 13-10 Rams at this point. The Browns get the ball with 12.32 to go in the first quarter after they shut the, the Rams down again. And again, the Rams, since that uh, missed field goal, just couldn't move the ball there for a while. From the missed field goal till that through their first drive of the, of the, um, of the second 
the second half, didn't move the ball at all. And then the Browns got it, and this is was a classic Joe Flacco grind-them-out drive. Browns kept getting first downs. Eventually, they had a first and goal at the nine and a second goal at the six. But Flacco incomplete on third down looking for uh, David Njoku. And at, at, anyway, he, he, there was pass interference on the play. So even if he had caught it, but he didn't catch it, didn't, it didn't matter. And the Browns have to settle for a field goal. So they did tie the game up at 13. Now, this is where things got bad for the defense. Puka Nakua back in the game. And the Browns get a field goal. They have a long, methodical drive. Give their defense a nice, long rest. I mean, think about this. The Browns' defense had the had had the had in the first half. Okay, they barely played in the second quarter. They go four and out, and then the Browns do a seven and a half minute drive. So they had a long rest on the sideline. The Browns tie the game. This is the point. Late third quarter, the Browns need to shut down the Rams and get the ball back for the offense, but it did not happen. This was the touchdown drive that would lead to the Rams getting the lead for good. A uh, couple of big plays on this drive. They they got chunk plays on this drive. Cooper Cup for nine. Uh, Kyron Williams, who the Browns really shut down nicely for the first two and a half quarters, got going. He had a 10-yard run. Then you had a couple of penalties moving things along. Tyler Higby made a couple of big plays, including a second second down and 20. After a couple of false starts on the on the uh, on the on the Rams, they were looking at a second and twenty at the Browns' forty yard line. Now, this is a big moment in the game. I know the score ends up being one sided, but at the time, this was a big moment in the game. Two straight penalties, second and twenty at the Browns' forty yard line. You're like, okay, let's go, make a play, get a sack, do something. You, the Browns got no pressure on the quarterback whatsoever. I, I Jim Schwartz. Listen, he's done a great job. I, I I don't know, man. They they didn't try much of anything tricky. They were not getting any pass rush. And I know for the most part this season, they've been able to get the pass rush without blitzing much. I know he doesn't like to blitz much, but it seemed like the type of day where maybe they needed to try something a little different. And I didn't think Jim Schwartz adjusted very well. Bottom line is the second and 20 play was huge. Um, Demarcus Robinson. Where's he been since leaving the Chiefs, right? Uh, second and 20. With two minutes to go in the third quarter, Stafford, again, all kinds of time, hits Robinson, get go gets 30 yards on second and 20. Two plays later, Robinson again in the end zone for a touchdown. The Rams up 20 to 13. Now, this is where things got very interesting. Despite that, the Browns came back and had their second best drive of the day after, the, after their initial drive. Flacco, again, he'd been, he had a great first half, played well on the last drive that got him a field goal. After throwing an incomplete pass on first down, he hits Jordan Akins for a short completion. On third down, to start the fourth quarter, the Browns run the ball. Kareem Hunt gets a first down. They're looking at, uh, you know, uh, a second and long again, Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore on this drive had a big drive. He played with Joe Flacco last year with the Jets. They had some chemistry together. Flacco to Moore, eight yards. Kareem Hunt on the ground. Gets to the midfield stripe, another Browns first down. Cedric Tillman then had a catch. Pierre Strong with a pretty nice. Pierre Strong, I've been talking about him for months. 
He had the one game where he got an opportunity, played well. He had two runs in this one. I think it was two. Let me double check that. Yeah, two runs, 20 yards. They barely got tripped up, otherwise he would have had a touchdown. But he had two runs on this drive. They were both really nice. Got seven yards after a couple of short completions to Harrison Bryant. Kareem Hunt came in and got six. Then Strong got 13 on the ground. First and goal of the eight. The Browns get it into the end zone. Harrison Bryant, nice throw from Flacco. It's 20 to 19, and the Browns will tie it up. But wait, Dustin Hopkins misses the extra point. Now, Dustin Hopkins has been phenomenal, but that's the second game-tying extra point he has missed in a fourth quarter this year. The other game they were able to overcome, in this case, it did, I guess, you could say it didn't matter because in the end, the Rams blew it out. But I will say it did matter because maybe the Browns, and we circle back because the Browns defense, which hadn't played very well, actually did a good job on the next drive. 20 to 19, five plays and out, uh, four plays and out. They stopped them. They forced a punt. And the Browns got that ball back where I started the podcast. First and 10 at their own 21, down one point. Now, maybe that drive would have gone differently. Maybe when Joe Flacco dropped back the pass and threw that deep ball that got picked off by, of course, John Johnson III, unbelievably. Maybe he wouldn't have made that throw. Maybe he wouldn't have felt he had to force it in that situation. We'll never know if he had made that extra point. But he didn't, and Flacco made a terrible throw. Now, I'm not going to kill Joe Flacco. He overall played until the 630 mark of the fourth quarter. He had been playing great. Great. And now, of course, the game ends, the Browns lose, and I'll get to what happened, but but all the lunatics, uh, I shouldn't say lunatics, everybody comes out, and of course, had Joe Flacco not thrown that pick and the Browns come back and win, nobody would have said anything about the run-pass differential, but of course, because he throws a pick there after playing excellent the whole game, everybody's going to melt down and say, fire Stefanski, not everybody, we got the fire Stefanski people. We got the complaints about not running the ball enough when Joe Flacco was very effective all game long. It was a bad pick. It was a terrible throw. Absolutely horrible. Just hung it up there. John Johnson returns it. The defense craters, gives up a touchdown. You hold him to a field goal there. Maybe it's a different game. We'll never know with the missed extra point. We'll never know with that. Browns then, you know, fall apart. They they go four and out, and then that's it. Uh, the, the, the Rams uh, get it in the end zone. I thought the Browns should have let him score right away, uh, but neither here nor there. It was, a, it was a Hail Mary at this point anyway. A safety caps it off once the Browns got the ball back, but the game was long over then. 36-19 is the final as the Browns, as I said before, for the first time this year, lose back-to-back games. They're 2-4 and four on the road, 7-5 and five overall. Total numbers for Joe Flacco, 23-44, 254, a touchdown and a pick. I thought the line blocked for him well. I thought he played very well for the first 53 minutes of this game. Very well. Um, Jerome Ford couldn't do anything on the ground. Nine carries, 19 yards. Kareem Hunt got going in the second half, 12 of 48. Overall, the Browns, 23 carries, 87 yards. They were not very efficient or effective on the ground. I'm sh- Like I said, I know there's going to be a ton of complaints now about the play calling because every time the Browns lose a game, that's what happens. And nobody would have said that before that pick. Nobody. But it is what it is. Elijah Moore, the leading receiver. He had four catches, 83 yards, but on 12 targets. 
Obviously, Flacco's familiarity with him had him targeting him often, especially when Amari Cooper went out. They played most, you know, more than half the game without Amari Cooper. He suffered a concussion, dealing with the rib injury already from last week. He had a couple of bad drops. Listen, the injuries have have piled up probably to the point where you know it's going to be hard for the Browns potentially even make the playoffs. But the season's not over. Just because it's hard doesn't mean it's doable. The Browns right now are still a playoff team, believe it or not. The Steelers lost also. Jacksonville plays on Monday Night Football. Uh, but right now, they're the division winners. So you don't have to worry about that. The Colts, they lost. Uh, I'm sorry. The Colts won. They beat the Titans. The Texans won. They had an impressive win. Broncos lost. That was important. You actually want the Texans to beat the Broncos because the Browns don't have a tiebreaker with the Broncos, and they still could potentially have one with the Texans. The Bills are 6-6. Six and six. So the Browns are the sixth seed in the AFC. When they play Jacksonville to start week 14, they'll be the sixth seed in the AFC. Um, Pittsburgh is ahead of them on the tiebreaker right now. The Browns, the Steelers, and the Colts, and the Texans are all seven and five. Season ended today. Steelers would be the five seed. Browns would be the sixth. Colts would be the seven. Browns would play the Chiefs in the first round of the playoffs. The Texans, I mentioned, are also seven and five. Broncos still there at six and six. Bills still there at six and six. Everybody else is pretty much done. I guess if the Bengals beat the Jags on Monday Night Football, you have to consider them at six and six, but I don't think they will, and I wouldn't consider them anyway. The season's not over. It just got a lot tougher. Now, the bottom line is this defense has been asked to carry the team. Until the for 53 minutes, the offense did their part. The defense. We talked about this when Deshaun Watson got hurt. We talked about this when Nick Chubb got hurt. And then this guy and that guy. The only way the Browns can win, get to the playoffs, and do anything in the playoffs is if their defense is special. It was special for the most part early in the year. It has not been special of late. And if that doesn't change soon, then... The Browns are not going to win a ton of games. Then, then yes, it will fall apart at the end. The defense, early in the year, we're talking about, oh, they're, they're elite, they're elite. Well, the bottom line is the Browns have given up uh, 29 or more points in three of their last four games. They played great against Pittsburgh, a terrible offensive team. Jack, you got two good offensive teams still on the schedule, Jacksonville and Texas. Texans. Now, if, even if you lose those games and beat the Bears, Jets, and Bengals, you'll get to 10 wins. Will that be enough if you don't have a tiebreaker with the Texans and the Broncos and the Steelers potentially? We'll see. But at this point, uh, the Browns got a lot of work to do, and things have gotten harder. So we could all be a bunch of wimps and whine and cry about the injuries and, and go home and say, well, season's over, season's over, fire everybody. I'm not in that business, and neither is Kevin Stefanski and Jim Schwartz. Figure it the freak out. Jim Schwartz has got to be better. His defense has not been good enough. The offense, they're down to their fourth quarterback. He gave you all he could. Yeah, he, he threw a terrible pick. It was awful. But he gave you all he could today. Offensive line with it with with you know a nothing at left tackle holding up. 
Now Amari Cooper out. Nick, we all know the list. That's It is what it is. Yes, the Browns have gotten more than their fair share of injuries. It's tough. You got to suck it up and keep going. Browns got to find a way. They can make everybody feel better by beating Jacksonville next week. Of course it's going to be hard, but they're on a short week and you're at home. Let's go. Jacksonville's not a juggernaut. Trevor Lawrence is not perfect. He's inconsistent. They don't run the ball very well. Let's go. I thought the Browns' run defense was better, better than I thought it would be against Kyron Williams. The secondary is a disaster. And just Denzel Ward's a huge loss. I get it. But it shouldn't mean the whole defense falls to freak apart. And that's what's happened the last two weeks. Greg Newsom, how about a little more effort, buddy? His tackling is freaking piss poor. It's embarrassing. Martin Emerson out there strutting around. I love you, Martin. You, you played great for the Browns for the most part. You can't be strutting around when your defense can't stop anybody right now. So it's time for Jim Schwartz and his defense. They Comparatively, they're way healthier than the offense. So suck it up. Stop whining about a couple of injuries and let's go. Talked about the culture, the toughness, the fight. Let's, let's see what you got. Hopefully Denzel Ward's back. Hopefully Miles Garrett continues to heal. And, you know, you're playing three terrible offensive teams right now. The Bengals have no offense without Burrow. They can't run. Jets and the Bears, they, their offenses stink. You might need to get to 11. So let's go. You got, you got three of the final five at home. You only leave the state of Ohio one more time. There's no excuse. It's right there. You control your own destiny. Don't let it fall apart. Let's get rid of this loser mentality. We were all riding high after the Steeler went pumping our chest. Well, let's get back to that. The players got to show you something. Don't give up on the season. All right. Thanks to everybody for joining me as always. I would stay. I'll talk more about this on the Tuesday podcast, but uh, I probably stick with Flacco. Man, that that pick was so bad at the end, but I thought he played great until that point, or great for for him at this point in his career. He looked poised. He looked in control. The play action fakes were were working phenomenally well, and with the lack of talent around him on offense, I I thought he did just a great job. I'd stick with him. Even though I like what DTR's been doing, I'd stick with Flacco. But the defense has got to be great. It's not good enough. The, the defense has not been good enough the last two weeks. And I understand there's been some bad turnovers. There's been some mistakes. I get it. The offense is handicapped. The defense, yeah, you got some injuries. But we talked about the great Jim Schwartz. We talked about all the guys they added. The defense shouldn't completely fall apart just because Ward's out and Miles Garrett is, is banged up. I understand it not being as good, but it's it's been way, it's been a huge drop-off. Again, they made no impact plays against the Rams. None. They did nothing. Where are those big-time plays we've seen before the last two weeks? When nobody else can play, Denzel Ward's out, the whole back seven falls apart, nobody can make a play? Unexcusable or inexcusable. All right, make sure you subscribe to the the uh, Bullpen with Adam the Bull on YouTube, of course. Hit that subscribe button, please. Hit the like. Make sure you give me a like. I appreciate it. Thumbs up. 
and uh, you'll get alerts every time I put out a new podcast. Thanks to Brian and, and the Max for producing. Thanks to all of you for watching and listening. We'll talk to you next time. Where else but right here in the bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. See you, everybody. Thanks for listening to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. 